That was an aggressive door close. Someone got angry. Okay. All right. We actually, hey, this is hey, um, this is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery This is podcast. not the Google Every Question You Have podcast. I kind of it. I mean, sort of it. Oh. I feel like that could be a fun... That's our next video. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to this? What happened to this? And it'll go down every rabbit hole. Yes. And you know how you guys love our tangents? Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a video of tangents. You're welcome, guys. Patreon will love it. Okay. What am I doing? I already have that open. Did I was we just say trying to open that I'm Kara and you're Megan? Probably not. I don't know that we did. Megan, Kara. Hey, Megan, Kara. Kara, Megan. We are here today with a full episode. Yes. And I was just remembering that the person who suggested this to me is on. They were on. It was on a TikTok. It was like a TikTok comment. They left on one of my videos. Listen, Megan blows up the TikTok. I love TikTok. I have. I mean, I, the thing is, is I'll post. A few videos, and then I won't post again for several weeks. <laughs> I don't. But I love it. I it's so fun. one, one time, and I've gotten some fault, random followers out of it, and now I just haven't posted since, and I'm sure people are like, why is Megan so good at this? And her no. partner freaking sucks. No. <laughs> it was even an accident, like, because I think I started TikTok before we started this yeah. podcast. Yeah. So I just had stuff on there. I don't know. Um, okay. So this story I'm going to tell you guys, it's one that as soon as this person mentioned it, I was like, oh my God, it's that missing person story and you all know how i love a missing person story Megan does so this is um the username is not an elephant on TikTok. i love that i know not an elephant it's not an elephant and when he or she i'm not sure when they mentioned this i was like oh my gosh i'm so glad you reminded me of this because i was obsessed with this case when it happened oh and then it was one of those things that's like after time i just kind of forgot and then they reminded me and i was like yes <laughs> yep just exactly like that. So I'm really excited to get to tell you this story. Even though it's kind of an old one, it's still unsolved. So okay, so let's. I like it. bringing it back. Yes. To, let's give some life. Let's to all it. talk about it again. Let's do it. Did I tell you that as soon as Halloween ended, Sunday night, trick or treating, mm-hmm. Ella came home, ripped off her costume. She had like her doorway all decorated for Halloween, took all that down. Oh my gosh. And it was like in the floor of the hallway when I came upstairs. And I was like, what's happened here? And she was like, Halloween's over. It's Christmas. And I was like, well, we've got. Thanksgiving. No. And she was like, screw Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay. No, I tell people it's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Let's be thankful for a week. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Like I've always let's, been like that. Let's be thankful for a week. Let's be thankful for a week. And then let's be grateful. So Ella was really happy about the cold weather is my point. Because she's I don't, like, yeah, it's Christmas. It's supposed to be cold. No, the cold weather is not okay for me though. No. If it could be like warm fall weather. She's listening to Christmas music. We went to Target to get her some Christmas pajamas yesterday. She oh, bought Lord. Christmas lights. Girl, girl is in Christmas mode. And I'm like, she it's is. really cute. She's really happy. Listen, I got, I was tempted to decorate my house for Christmas. I didn't though. Uh, this is not a Christmas <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Six minutes in. Okay. Ready for the missing person? Yeah, story. I'm ready for that. All right. This is the story of the disappearance <laughs> of Danielle Imbo and Richard, Pat- what's his last name? I'm going to say it wrong. Richard Patrone Jr. Oh. Yep. It happened in 2005. So it's happened a long time ago. It was big news when it happened, and then you'll see why, like, it just where, died. Where is this? Uh, like, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember this. All right. Danielle Imbo was 34 years old, living with her son in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, in 2005. Her son was, like, a year old, so he was real little. So she was, like, a single mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to call him her ex-husband, but I don't think they were officially divorced. It seems like they were just separated, but they'd been separated for like a year. Okay. But is that considered a legal separation? I don't like what do you, what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't point. know. Rules. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know things. She and her husband had separated a year earlier. She worked from home for a mortgage company, and she was also the lead singer in a local rock band. Heck yes. Yeah, she was amazing. I I'm, I'm a big fan. She had been spending a lot of time with a guy named Richard Patrone Jr., a 35-year-old baker who lived in Philadelphia. And it was like this his family's like a bakery. Movie. I know. A rock star by oh, night. It gets even better. Wait till baker. you hear the rest of, of their little history because it, it really does sound like a Hallmark movie. Uh-huh. But yeah, and it was like his family's bakery and he worked there. Hallmark, can we make a movie based off of their story? Well, she'd known Richard for 20 years. They'd actually dated when they were teenagers. Oh. And she was best friends with his sister, Christine. And they had like, grown up in the same neighborhood so they'd grown up together yeah. their families were big buddies they dated when they were teenagers and then i guess they grew up and she got um, married so the guy yeah. you know but then she's you know separated so, um, and now they're dating again isn't it just the sweetest like oh <laughs> and it really seems like i don't know they just both seem like really like good yeah. people there's no yeah weird drama going on in their lives but yeah. I'll, I'll get to it but at this point in 2005 they basically had like an on again off again relationship relationship Um, (laughs) it seemed like danny was maybe less interested but that doesn't that may not be a fair assumption to make it's just that she had basically told him like hey i need to like slow down i want to focus on my job focus right she had a lot going on her kid's one year old like that's yeah that's a that's that's a full-time job in itself right especially when she's like separated yeah and she's got these two jobs yeah so they still kept in touch and like Rich wanted more, but he was respectful of like, um, you know, he gave her her space, yeah. but they kept in touch and texted and right. things like that. So on Saturday, February 19th, 2005, he had asked her to go out with him, you know, and, and she said yes. So he was right. really excited. So Danny and Rich went on a double date to this place called Abilene's. Also could be Abilene, but I think it's Abilene. <laughs> Which was a Tex-Mex bar and restaurant I located. Oh my gosh! I never really had true Tex-Mex until I went to see my friend Kelsey in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "This is the best food I've ever yeah. had." Yeah, like the Tex-Mex here doesn't count. No, and I Chewy's didn't realize it's not the same. No, not at all. I mean, Chewy's is good, but no, not the same. When I, I mean, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is yeah. freaking amazing!" Um, and I get to go back to Dallas for her wedding soon, can and I'm going to have me some Tex-Mex. Sec- can I just be your second get? Like, can you I? give me my plus plus one? Plus plus, yeah. My plus two. Yeah. <laughs> yep. My plus one one. Yeah. Um, you can be Brian's plus one. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Okay. So they went to this Tex-Mex place. It was on South Street in Philadelphia. At that time, like I said, their relationship was more off than on, but they right. they had a like a good thing. There wasn't any reason. Yeah. That they were off and they're on. Just, it's not like they had, were turbulent. They're yeah. just leading different yeah. lives. So they left the bar around 11.45 p.m., and they, at that point, had been planning to head to Danny's home in New Jersey. Her son was gone to her, I say, like I said, ex-husband, but it's not like they were really divorced. To the dad. He was with his dad. Yeah. And people, so she, that's how they were going to go back to her house because her kid wasn't there. Right. And people saw them walk down South Street toward Rich's black 2001 Dodge Dakota truck, which was parked nearby. That's the last known sighting. Danielle Imbo, Richard Patron Jr., and Richard's truck have never been seen again. What? And that's the part of the story that I remember at the time being like, they can't find his truck? Like, what? It's a truck. Yeah. They never found his truck. So, all right. So, let's go. Let's get into what? it. So, so, the following morning, Danny's brother, John, showed up at her house at 9 a.m. Earlier in the week, she told him that, like, her son had pulled down a curtain rod. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, I'll come by and fix that. I'll be by Saturday morning. Yeah. So, it was a planned thing. She knew he was coming. Right. So when he got there and he knocked on the door and she's not home, he was like, that's weird. She knew I was coming. Yeah. So he called her cell phone, but it went straight to voicemail. 
So then he called his mom because he was, he was like, do you know where Danielle is? Yeah. And his mom knew that Danielle had gone out with Rich the night before. So uh-huh. she was like, well, maybe they just ended up staying at his house or something. Right. John went ahead like he had a key to his sister's house. So he let himself in and he fixed the curtain rods. Nothing seemed unusual inside the house. He could tell she hadn't come home the night before because her bed was still made. So he was like, yeah, I guess she probably did just say right. that. Totally right. logical assumption yeah. to make. Later that morning at 11 a.m., Danny was supposed to have a hair appointment. And Christine, which was her best friend and mm-hmm. Rich's sister, is the one who did her hair. Oh. So when she didn't show up for that hair appointment, Christine called her, which wasn't normal. She said that right. she Danny was... was usually early for things. Oh. So she's like, well, that's weird. So she calls. And it goes straight to voicemail, just like it had happened to John. So then she was like, okay, I'm going to call Rich. You know? Yeah. And that went straight to voicemail. Uh-huh. So then she called her mom, Rich's yeah. mom, and was like, have you heard anything from Rich? Like, yeah, uh, can't get a hold of him. And his mom hadn't heard anything. Uh So then Rich's mom starts trying to track him down. The Daytona 500 was that day, the NASCAR race. And Rich had planned to have friends over that afternoon. Race hail, praise Dale. That's exactly right. Yeah. So he was supposed to have friends over. So his mom was like, well, I know he'll be home this afternoon because he has these plans. Like his, you know, his friends are coming over. Right. So I can't get a hold of him on his phone. Maybe he's lost his phone. Right. Um. Her sister, so it would have been his aunt, mm-hmm. lived downtown near him. So she was like, you know, can you just go over there? Because I'm sure he's home. Yeah. And just tell him, like, find your phone or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So his aunt goes over there, knocks on the door, no answer. But she can hear his dog in there barking like crazy. Oh, no. And so she was like, ah, you know, there's nobody here. And and the dog's there. And I can tell, like, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. So like I said, Danny and Rich had been friends since childhood and their families were close. So their moms were friends. Right. So they kind of, like started talking to each other and they stayed in contact all day trying to figure out like, have you heard anything? No. Like, let me know the second you hear anything. Yeah. And at five o'clock, Danny's ex-husband, Joe was supposed to show up to drop off their kid. Mm -hmm. So they were like, Danny will be home by then. Cause like, she'd never not show up. Right. To get her son. Yeah. But when Danny, you know, she still hadn't shown up, that's when they start to, re- like, they're already panicking, right? But they keep having these benchmarks where they're like, well, surely they'll show up for this or surely they'll show yeah. up for this. And, like, everything passes and they get more and more freaked out. So they didn't want Joe, the ex, to know that Danny was missing. Oh. And I'm not entirely sure why. Like, I think maybe they thought they didn't want her to look bad. Right. Because you know how it is when you're, like, yeah, co-parenting. Yeah. And Joe didn't like Rich. Like, I think when they had separated, Joe thought maybe they would get back together. Oh. And so Rich was a threat to that. Oh. And so, um, according to Rich's dad, his son had told him that he'd gotten several threatening phone calls from Joe. Oh. He said, I got like 25 or 30 phone calls from this kid, which sounds like such a Pennsylvania, New yeah. Jersey thing to say. Um, and I said, what did he want? And he kept telling me, stay away from her. Leave her alone. I'm her husband, you know. But those messages also stopped whenever Danielle had made it clear that she and Joe weren't going to get back together. I feel like they thought she went out with Rich last night and didn't come home. And we just don't want to tell Joe that right now. Like Maybe there's no reason to. Because if she walks in the door later, she's going to be like, I can't believe you told him. Yeah. 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 So John, Danny's brother, went to her house to meet Joe when he dropped off her son. And like he just said Danny was with Christine. And Joe was like, okay, whatever. He didn't have any reason to think anything. Yeah. Even though, like... So now he's got the little one. Yeah. So he's back with her family, I guess. Everyone is still hoping that they're just going to magically show up. But right. they also, at this point, are like, there's been too many things. Like, they've missed too many things. Right. I can't believe she wouldn't show up to get her kids. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go ahead and file a missing persons report. Yeah. So they go. Um, and also, they were like, 
neither of these people ever turn off their cell phones. Like right. the fact that their cell phones are off is real weird. Yeah. And they're also just never out of touch for this long. Like you can kind of tell like they're close with their families. They've got yeah. the sister and the brother and the, Ugh. they both have kids. Like he had a 14 year old daughter. Oh. She had a one year old son. His daughter lived with the mom, but yeah. like he still, he had a yeah. child. Plus he had a dog, yeah. you know, that like needed to be taken care of. Yeah. So, and it's in the house, tearing your house apart yeah. right now. So they did, they called the police and they filed with reports, but you know, it's, it's two missing adults as we know that's, and they don't ever take that. Se- I mean, they don't always take that. Se- yeah. I mean, I think it's gotten better and better, but it also just depends on who you talk to, I guess. Yeah. But they were like, you know, we're going to wait 48 hours. So uh, the but families. But it had already been 24, right? Almost 24. May, yeah. And so it may have been 48 from the time they disappeared. Yeah. The family just kept searching on their own, like after they filed the report. So Rich drove like that big black pickup mm-hmm. truck. So Danny's and Rich's dads just started driving. Actually, it may have been Danny's brother and Rich's dad. I'm not sure. But they started driving all over Philadelphia just searching for that truck. And then they had the idea to try and, like, retrace the route that they would have taken yeah. from the bar to Danny's house. And they took, like, every route that they could have taken. And nothing was nothing. ever found. Like, because, you know, if you're looking, it should be easy to spot right. a truck. a giant truck. So, um... They were driving and searching for 12 hours before they finally stopped. Oh, my gosh. And while they were doing that, the moms were home calling hospitals and jails. Just all the things you would do when you're like, where Where are they? they Like, was there a DUI? Was there a car accident? Mm -hmm. Anything. And that all led nowhere. nowhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when police started the investigation, the fact that Rich's truck could not be found made them think, like, well, they must have drove off somewhere. Like, they must be in the truck somewhere, which isn't yeah. illogical. I mean, it yeah. is weird. Like like I said, this is the part that got me. I was like, that freaking truck. Yeah. Where is the truck? Yeah. Two, like, people are easy to hide, but right. a truck? Yeah, exactly. So they were like, you know, maybe they just decided to get away for a few days. Like, they're on a little getaway. Yeah, and why it, wouldn't you say something? Well, and that's what their family is. They're like, no way. Like, Danny has a son and Rich has a daughter. And right. They're not, they're not just going to go off yeah. without saying anything to somebody. Yeah, they wouldn't want us to worry. if you were coming back, you wouldn't want your dog in that house. <laughs> no. Well, and she knew her ex is going to be dropping yeah. off her son. Like, she wouldn't just yeah. blow that off. Right. So yeah, because she, she hadn't said anything to him. Exactly. She doesn't want to look bad. Right. Right. You don't want to chance that. So neither of them had a reason to like willingly disappear. Hmm. They had good relationships, with their families, good jobs, no drama. Their financial records were fine. Nothing worrisome. And like their bank accounts and credit cards weren't being used. Like there's just nothing to point to anything. It just stopped. So Danny's and Rich's families kept looking. They put flyers up everywhere. They covered a 100-mile radius, searching streets and parking lots and parking garages and train stations and airports, just everywhere, oh trying to gosh. find the truck. Because they were like, yeah. if we find the truck, it's not even like the truck had been left on the street outside right. the bar. You right. know, like nobody even saw them get into the truck. Like nobody right. saw them after they left that bar. They walked out the door and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like, how? Yeah. Lots of leads were called in from people who, like, saw the flyers, but they didn't go anywhere. And they even paid somebody $1,200 so they could go up in their helicopter and get, like, a bird's eye view so they oh could look gosh. around and be like, do we see the truck? And they never could find it. You know what I always wonder? What? If, like, certain states ever, like, on cold cases like this, when they have a license plate number, if they ever call, like, other states and are like, hey, have you ever gotten calls for this? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good idea. I mean, it seems like it, it would have to be somewhere. Can you hire people to do that? <laughs> Can we just start that now? Can you all? We'll do it for I you. mean, the FBI has this case now, and and the Philadelphia police are, say they're still investigating it. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know when the FBI got involved that they would have had. Can you all just send out a memo to all of the state's yeah. departments and be like, hey, can you just run your reports and see if you have anything ever on this between this year and this year? It's like sometimes I think things should be really obvious, right? Like that should be yeah. a database. It, it, and if it was ever called in, it should have been flagged. But yeah. then I learned later, like, nope, that's not how it works at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, weird. Yeah. Why not? So very weird. Anyway, uh, police searched the Delaware River for Rich's truck, but they found nothing. They also I checked what they did find when they I know, were searching he, it, though. Giant man-eating catfish. No, no, no. Um, they also checked Ooh. all the surveillance, all the surveillance cameras they could find, like ATM machines. And it's oh, not yeah. that they thought they knew they hadn't accessed their ATM machines, but they were like, maybe that you could see them walk by. Right. The just anything mm-hmm. to go from where they were to New Jersey. There were two bridges. They like one of two bridges they would have had to have crossed, and there were surveillance cameras oh, there. Okay. And they were like, we'll see his truck. Nothing. Nothing. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh we gosh. got a so straightener and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so handy. Right. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay. So I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately Mm -hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Summer is the season of hot temperatures, outdoor adventures, and refreshing water activities. Summer is also the season of rough on your feet causing dry, cracked heels and toes. Introducing Babyfoot, the original exfoliation foot peel that contains 16 natural extracts formulated to remove dead skin cells in three easy steps. Apply the booties, relax for an hour, then wash your feet. In 14 days, you've got baby smooth skin and your feet have never been softer. Letting dead skin cells build up over time is hazardous to your foot health. Our professional-grade DIY products, like our original exfoliation foot peel, our men's foot peel, or our moisturizing mask, are some of the best foot care products on the market created with your foot health in mind. 
pamper yourself with a spa day from the comfort and convenience of your own home with Babyfoot. If you want a chemical-free, easy-to-use exfoliating process from the company that created the original foot peel, it's time to treat yourself to Babyfoot. Go to babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24 and get 20% off your first order with Babyfoot. That's babyfoot.com and use the code SUMMERFEET24. At the beginning of all this, it was like, I told you, these two families are really close. Mm-hmm. They've known each other for decades. They live right. in the same neighborhood. They had each other, you right. know? Yeah. And that's no longer the case. This all, oh. it's like the strain of this just... They, they, I don't apart. think they're even on speaking terms at this point. Oh my gosh. Danny's family thought that whatever had happened was Rich's fault, and Rich's family thought that whatever happened was Danny's fault. Like, mm. like Rich's family was like, it's got to be something related to Danny's ex husband. Um, he's done something. And then Danny's right. family was like, well, it has to be that Rich had a gambling problem and somebody came after them, which is weird. And I'm going to say something about what? that. So, the thing is, there doesn't seem to be any evidence that Rich had a gambling problem. So it's very like, where did that come from? Right. No one really knows. Right. But, and it's not just like he didn't have a gambling problem. It doesn't even seem like he was into gambling. And like yeah. I said, they went through his financial records. Like and there's there no, no debt. Proof. There's no, yeah. yeah, it doesn't, there's no evidence that there is a problem at right. all. Um, although at this point, police today, like police think this had to have been some sort of hired hit. And when, what? Right. I was talking to a friend of mine about this this morning, actually, and telling like what case I was working on. And he was like, oh, when I said about the hired hit, he was like, oh, was there gambling involved? So I guess that's a normal conclusion to make if someone brings up like hired hit and organized crime. And I have I just mob cases like I love true crime, mob stuff and organized crime doesn't interest me. So I don't know. Maybe that's just other people would make that connection and I wouldn't. So maybe when the police started saying maybe it's a hired hit, that's they were like, oh, well, I bet he was gambling. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not I'm just not sure why gambling right. was ever mentioned. That's so strange. All that to say, Rich didn't have a gambling problem. Police have said the gambling wasn't a thing. Yeah. As for Danny's ex, Joe, he's been investigated. And I did read in one article that he'd taken a lie detector test and that they said the results were inconclusive. I just don't I know. know how much information you're going to get from that, though. I don't either. And also, I read several articles on this case, and I only saw that lie detector thing mentioned once. So I'm not sure how much I trust yeah. that it happened at all. Yeah. And regardless, even if police suspect him, they don't have enough to arrest him or take it right. any further. He has an ironclad alibi for the night that Danny and Rich disappeared. He'd been at like a family thing, and there were several NYPD officers who were also at the cookout and vouched <laughs> for him. So when you got like mm-hmm. a bunch of police officers backing you up. Yeah. And that's that is one thing that makes me like, hmm, his stepdad was a retired, was, is, whatever, a retired NYPD okay. officer. So, I mean, <laughs> it's like that shouldn't make him more or right. less suspicious, right? I mean, that shouldn't make it. Yeah. But it does make it weird because it's like, could there be a connection there that helped Joe do this? Like, right. Like that could have helped him hire someone and there and could not have get caught. potentially been a hired hitman, but it wasn't yeah. for gambling. Yeah. Police have done. Are we in Bardstown? <laughs> See? Like, yeah. Um, police have done all sorts of background checks and investigations into Danny and Rich's backgrounds and histories, and they haven't found anything that would be like an obvious reason for them to be murdered. I mean, if someone hires a hitman, or in this case, they actually think that multiple people must have been involved. So hit men, I guess. Ooh. Then it's like, why? You yeah. Know? Like, why? <laughs> what are we doing? 
And the reason they've decided it had to have been a professional hit is because how freaking perfectly this right. was done. Yeah, everything's um, gone. So it is unlikely, based on law enforcement experience, that this was a simple crime of opportunity, said FBI agent J.J. Mm-hmm. Claver. It also seems unlikely, although not impossible, that one person acting alone could pull this off so successfully. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, think about it. They walked out of that bar and disappeared. Right. No one saw a struggle or a fight mm-hmm. or anything like as they walk down the street, nothing yeah. caught anyone's attention. It's just like that girl from Whitewater that disappeared. Yeah. She was walking down the street in public right. and no one saw anything. And gone. No one remembers anything. Yeah. No one even saw them get in their truck. Yeah. And that's the thing too, that even the truck vanished and it doesn't oh show up gosh. on any camera footage. It's almost like you can miss a person, right? It could be so quick. Mm-hmm. You never know, but like a, like a whole truck, a whole vehicle, um, a large vehicle, not on any camera footage, not in any body of water. They've searched fields. They've searched, you know, and it's like they're not finding anything. That's so crazy. Like, I get how easily bodies are disposed of, but dang. Yeah. Like a truck. Yeah. Where's the truck? What are we doing? <laughs> Police have found, have not found a single piece of physical evidence. All they oh know. Oh, my gosh. About what happened to Danny and Rich that night came from the people, like, who were with them that night. Yeah. And they were like, they were in a good mood. Everything was fine. They were hugging and kissing. They seemed good. And they were leaving. He, it was cold. They were like, you know, Rich said something about how he was happy he'd been able to get a parking spot so close right. to the bar. And they just walked out the door and no one has any idea what happened after that. It's bizarre. So there's this one. I, I told Kara, I was like, there's this one thing in this one article that I think is so absurd. It's just dumb and convoluted. And I don't think it has anything to do with anything, but I hate to leave it out. <laughs> right. Um, Mainly because of the organized crime thing so let's just let's just read it <laughs> let's just pretend it's also so complicated that i'm like i don't even know what this is saying <laughs> there's just words in this paragraph so there are there is this one theory that rich had some sort of tie to like controlled substances and organized crime so in 2016 which is like several years after they disappeared yeah there's this like 11 right yeah there's this former doctor named William J. O'Brien III. And he was sentenced to 30 years in prison for unlawful distribution of controlled substances. And I guess someone died due to that. Okay. And it was like the operation of a pill mill. Oh. So that doctor was charged along with nine members of Pagan's Motorcycle Club. Oh, my gosh. An outlaw group. Mm -hmm. I want to make... Fun of things, and I'm afraid it's going to get me killed. They're going to come so after I'll, us. Don't care me. I don't know anything about you. You don't care what I think of you. <laughs> Please don't but, care what we think of you. You know, um, an outlaw group. Good Lord. <laughs> Known for aggression and moving illicit substances. So there were nine co-defendants accused of working with the doctor to, like, distribute drugs right. illegally. During that investigation, the FBI pursued a possible link between Rich and the Pagans. Like, they thought maybe... Someone in that pagan motorcycle group had been involved with Rich and like because they were all tied into this group and organized crime, that somehow he, mm-hmm. he had gotten mixed up with them earlier in his life and it led to his death. The thing is, the police, I mean, the his Rich's family, they're like, he had no ties to organized crime. Like and and it's just like the police have investigated this so thoroughly that it just seems like if there was a tie, they if Rich like, had a tie to organized crime, it'd be there. Or it stops there. Yeah. I mean, so during the investigation, one of the special agents interrogated one of the pagan motorcycle gang mm-hmm. members and asked him about a double slaying, and the guy denied 
everything. So right. I, I don't think it's anything, but because it's organized crime and this, you know, they're, they mentioned they're that it could be an organized yeah. hit. I just wanted to bring it up, but I don't think it has anything to do with anything. Right. So there's nothing, like I said, in Danny's and Rich's lives that make police think they had a reason to be targeted. But since the crime is so clean, they're like, this has to have been done by a professional. It couldn't have been an accident. It had to have been a murder. And it was a murder carried out by a person or a group of people who knew exactly how to do it. They made no mistakes. That's like, what so are the odds? Scary. This didn't just happen. We feel this was an orchestrated act, said the FBI's Christian Zajac hmm. in 2015. A 3,000-pound truck and two people do not simply go missing. I mean, unless it's like a 411 case and then aliens abducted them. I don't. I had the thought as I was writing this. I was like, or it's aliens or they slipped into another dimension or something. Yeah. But I don't know. Mandela effect. So there's been no evidence that tells us anything. There's no crime scene. Their cell phones have remained off. Their bank accounts, credit cards, and social security numbers haven't been touched since they disappeared. That's insane. The families, as well as police, do believe at this point that Danny and Rich are dead. There's a $50,000 reward for information. Yeah, $50,000. And that's it's that started like a month after they disappeared. Wow. Up forever. Leading to for information leading to their whereabouts or to the arrest of whoever was involved. The FBI and the Philadelphia police are still actively investigating this case. That's good. Back in February of 2015, the FBI added the case to their cold case initiative, which means more time and resources um, were committed to the investigation. Oh. There's a retired NYPD investigator named Joe mm-hmm. Giacalone. Oh, I like it. Or Giacalone. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Mm-hmm. Probably. Maybe it's both. Maybe he goes by both. I, I bet he, he goes by both. Let's I think that's a thing that people do. If we're allowed to. That's a common thing. Yeah, right? People are like, there's many <laughs> versions of my last name. I go by Joe Giacalone, <laughs> but um, you can call me. Whatever. Something else. Joe Schmo. And guess what? We will. So we will. anyway, he wrote a textbook called The Criminal Investigative Function, <laughs> which they use to teach about cold cases, homicides, and missing persons Ooh. to like other detectives. Uh-huh. And he said it's unlikely that there will be a break in a case 10 years after it happened with little to no physical evidence to go off of. And he was he was talking about this in 2015, right. which is why they say that 10-year thing. He said a break in the case would require sheer luck. You actually like to think the case is murder for hire because that's an extra link out there, he said. Anytime anyone brings someone else into their crime, that's another opportunity for it to be solved. We've had family members 30 years later come forward and say, I knew something and I didn't do anything with it. And that sort of thing does happen. The article I read gave an example of two very cold cases that were solved by people coming forward many, many years after the fact. With information, but I don't want to tell you any more about that because I think I'm going to do episodes on them because they right. sounded really interesting. Right. So you're just going to have to take my word for it that it happens. <laughs> it's happened at least twice. <laughs> um, it's possible this case could be solved by some sort of deathbed confession oh my gosh. or just someone who can't keep the secret any longer. But of course, it's incredibly unlikely. At this point, investigators admit it is unlikely that any trace of Danny Rich or Rich's truck will ever be found. That's insane. So here's... The basics, okay? Danielle Embo was 34 years old when she disappeared. Mm-hmm. She had dark brown hair and hazel eyes. She was 5'5 and weighed 117 pounds. At the time of her disappearance, she was wearing a cream sweater and jeans, a black jacket, three silver rings, and she carried a black purse. There was a gap between her two front teeth and a tattoo of flowers on her lower back. Richard Patron Jr. was 35 years old when he disappeared. He had brown hair and blue eyes and usually had a mustache or a goatee. 
He was five foot nine and weighed 200 pounds. At the time he disappeared, he was wearing eyeglasses, a polo hoodie, jeans, and sneakers. He has a tattoo um, of the name Angela, which is his daughter's name, mm-hmm. on his left bicep, and a, and a tattoo of clowns on his right bicep. No. But listen, every single other thing I read about him was good, so we're going to forgive him for the for the okay. clown thing. Okay. Rich's truck is a black mm-hmm. four-door 2001 Dodge Dakota pickup truck with mm-hmm. silver accents and a NASCAR number 99 decal oh, in course. the rear window. Yeah. It's of like, course. it's every guy in Nicholasville. Yep. It had a Pennsylvania license plate number YFH-2319. If you know anything about Rich and Danny, please contact the FBI Philadelphia Field Office at 215-418-4000 or the Philadelphia Police Department at 215-686-3013. Wow. I know. Where'd they go? Exactly. Where'd the truck go? Where'd they go? How'd nobody see anything? How did two people get abducted and no one saw anything? Completely disappear with a vehicle. And who drove the truck away? Like, did they even make it to their truck? Right. Or did someone get to them and then they get took their them keys and the truck? And take the truck. No, who knows? Because no, there's no, no one saw anything. There's, there's no, no footage evidence. Anything. There's no signs of a struggle outside the bar. Did they just get in the truck and somebody pop up from the back and be like, keep moving? We're going to go here. And then that's the how question, but also the why. Yeah. Like why? I don't know anything about Joe. And I get that like it's very natural to go to the ex-husband or whatever. Right. But they had this kid together. Was he just that? Was he completely crazy? So he had them killed? Why? It doesn't. Yeah. I didn't read anything that made it sound like that. No. Didn't read anything that was like he was abusive or awful or right. made death threats. And it's like he didn't like Rich and they had a contentious relationship. But I didn't see anything that said he and Danny were real ugly with each other, you know. Yeah. So then you start to think like, I don't know, the whole rock band thing. What, did she have a stalker? Mm. Or I, but was the stalker? I mean, again, how much planning went into the stalker's like end of whatever to do this. I don't. And, huh. then, and that's when you go back to the organized crime. Thing. Yeah. And it does seem like it had to be multiple people because how they get the two of them mm-hmm. without of making a mess struggle. Yeah. Without drawing any attention. Yeah. It's bizarre. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's just like not, the fact that there's just never been any evidence of anything is the craziest. That's insane. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. Go find them, people. Yeah, I really, I mean, again, it's an older case, but I don't know. I'm sure they are. I'm sure, I mean, it says they are still actively investigating, but just be talking about it, you know, start talking about it with your friends. It's one of those cases that maybe people could talk about again. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Let's put it on the talks. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Thank you all so much. And I don't know if we have anything in, like new we need to tell you guys um we we're working having, on some christmas merch oh yeah and we hope you're having a wonderful november yes turkey day's coming up i just am realizing like oh man all the holidays it just feels like at this time of year everything well, like smashes together you know i shouldn't have gone to the doctor to find out i have high cholesterol right before thanksgiving or oh, christmas no don't ever go to the doctor you don't never you don't want to no. get bad news right now <laughs> no you want to eat all the food. i'm going to anyways good Good. Yeah. I support it. Thank you. I mean, I don't know if I should, but I am. We're going to do it anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we love you guys. We've gotten so, so many great messages lately. Uh, and great, Yeah, it's you know. hard to keep up. 
It is, but it's so fun. Yeah. You know, we do try to like respond to everything. So if you haven't, if you've sent us something and we haven't responded, we will. Yeah. Or send it to us again. Yeah, it's fine too. <laughs> we don't care. Um, I do love all the story ideas and we've added a whole lot to our list just in the oh last couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, yeah I feel like spooky season just kind of brought all these stories we out. We did. They we, were like, I think yeah. you'd like this one since you did this one. We had a lot of, it was a lot of work, but it was also, we got so many new people listening and, and you know, watching on YouTube and, and new reviews Comments and all this and, stuff yeah. that's just like, I love the interaction. Yeah, it's great. It's my favorite. Yeah, part. we've got some big plans for 2022. Yeah, we do. So we'll be sure to discuss that with you soon stay tuned um if you want to reach out all the links to everything are in the show notes on the episode Mm -hmm. and in our link tree on social media Uh, yeah you can also join our facebook group um witches magic murder and mystery podcast discussion group yeah Yeah. and there's a link to that in the show notes too um okay we love you so much goodbye 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 (laughs) goodbye (laughs) goodbye giles